Hey, dear audience, and welcome to the Work Prince Harley Talk. My name is Robert J. Kajowski, and I'm joined by my fun and fancy-free co-host. Norton. And today we'll be covering Season 2 finale of Harley Quinn, titled The Runaway Bridesmaid. So we open in on Gotham City Hall, where the Justice League, they're being presented keys by the mayor, uh, and then you have Commissioner Gordon by, like just standing aside, and he's like, this is going to be me. This is going to be me. This is going to be me. He has one last key to give out. And where does he give it? Or who does, whom does he give it to? Himself. Yeah. The mayor honors himself. Yeah. <laughs> and Gordon, like, is that even a thing? If you're the mayor, it's good to if, be the king. You're the mayor, though. Like, don't you already automatically have a key to the city? That's kind of redundant. Yeah. I like, thought that's it was, an extra F you to uh, Gordon right to there. Gordon, which is funny. <laughs> and he's pissed. Oh, he, God, he is. It's, he's an unsung hero that, as I put, sings his little ditty. He basically <laughs> says, like, well, I've only seen this guy once. Yeah. So, I thought that was funny. Like, And it's funny to slight Gordon because this is, like, I think the first time, just like this whole series, is the first time where you see Gordon because he's always upstanding and he's always, like, the paragon of justice and everything like that. You see him as, like, a messy slob. Who, Commissioner Gordon? Commissioner Gordon, yeah. yeah. I mean, this series has done a really good job of upending a lot of the uh, DC canon in terms of, like, hero worship for a lot of the people in this in the series, which is nice. It mm -hmm. really is. Like, I, I kind of hope they find a way to do, uh, like, a Superman version of this someday, mm -hmm. because I would love to see Superman looking, like, messy as fuck. That'd be great. <laughs> like, Batman being humanized is amazing. Yeah. That's like hands down one of my favorite plot lines in this whole fucking show. Yeah. So so uh, after that, like the camera cuts off and then we get back to Arkham Asylum and we got Dr. Psycho and the Riddler fine with their old stomping grounds. And yeah, the is... Riddler is like mad happy now because he's all buff. He's all buff and he's just, I think he's kind of looking at himself like in the glass a little bit. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, he's kind of, he's making sure he's still good. But Harley is just her old sad sack, obviously, yeah. because her best friend's gone and she's locked up. And she, I think, doesn't even care at that point. She's like, I just want to be alone with my thoughts. Yeah, like the weird part is this episode picks up after everything has sort of gone down. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember seeing any of it go down, per se. So it's almost mm -hmm. sort of like this unspoken, hey, by the way, we captured Dr. Psycho and the Riddler and also Harley and somehow Poison Ivy wasn't involved in all this, but it's like, okay, yeah. I guess her and Kite Man took off before everything hit the fan. Uh, I think so. I That's mean, what... the last we knew, you know, Kite Man had just found out about Ivy and uh, Harley, so. And that's what we get back to. The thing is that, like, now I think I guess they have a heart-to-heart like, as they're soaring through the sky, Ivy and uh, Kite Man. I mean, it seems like they've had a little bit of a discussion a about it. A little bit. But um, he seems super sore. And so he's like, so you don't want to marry me? And he had his own, like his whole plan of, like, so because if you don't, then I just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a bar, argue about <laughs> what the best metal album is. And I have to say this because I marked it down. Uh, for any of you metalheads listening, it is Mayhem. Mayhem is the band. And uh, what did I mark down? Uh, Dawn of the Blackhearts? Dawn of the Blackhearts. I yes. have never heard either of those things. Um, it's it's just a little something for my metalheads. They might actually know what that is. I love that Ivy picks, was it Guns N' Roses? 
She picks Guns N' Roses, and Kite Man says exactly what I was going to say. He's like, they're not even metal. <laughs> they're 80s hair metal. They still technically count. I don't consider them metal they at all. They started the genre. I, no, 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 no. Well, We're not I don't think get they started the music the music discussion. All right, no, that's probably a good no, idea. Um, but, yeah, that's very fair. Uh, no, I consider them rock. That's pretty much it. I have to go Nine Inch Nails, but they're not metal, so. No, they're industrial. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Uh, so... It, it doesn't matter because Pamela, Ivy, uh, she's like, uh, just pull over. And I thought she was going to have it for a second, like, like a real, like, talk with them and say, like, if you don't want to do this, we don't have to do this. Uh, but instead, she doubles down and she buys out the old Gotham corn factory. Yeah, uh, she kills Condiment King <laughs> yeah. to get it, which is hilarious. She doesn't buy it out, but she, well, she gets their reservation yeah. renewed uh, by killing Condiment King, which is amazing. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to see her act like a villain, because she is technically a villain. She has They're murdered all villains. people in her canon. Well, Kite Man, is Kite Man a villain? Kite Man technically, I believe, is a Batman villain. Oh, it- I couldn't, like, when he got... Well, when we get there, I was a little confused by that part. Yeah. But anyway, because um, I, yeah. rem- I remember it, and I'm actually uh, kind of keeping this close to the chest a little bit. But there's a whole bunch of villains. Uh, there, there's this whole list of like really stupid and lame Batman villains, and Kite Man was one of them. Uh, but I'm keeping it close to the chest because I have a list um, for my Harley Quinn script. Uh, that is incorporating a lot more of the villains that you had not seen in the first two seasons that are equally as lame, if not lamer. Uh, Kaiman at least has kind of like a cool costume. Some of these people, these rogues, if you will, uh, don't have any cool costumes. And I'm going to I'm going to pinpoint on that, like when I actually um, get to their lines and stuff like that. But anyway, so, yeah, she doubles down and gets the old corn factory obviously uh, she does she actually doesn't kill uh, condiment king well her, yeah she feeds plants. him to the plant yeah frank the plant actually is uh, is a little hungry you know he he went on vacation and nobody knows when he's going to come back yeah but if, he's if, definitely if all, not dead yeah <laughs> don't yeah. ask questions <laughs> yeah and so like he's a little i think overwhelmed at that point but then before we can get to that, we have Gordon transporting Two-Face to Arkham. And Gordon is a little glum. And Two-Face is like, what's wrong? And he's like, you should be happy. You're taking me in again to, to Arkham. Like, what's the problem? And Two-Face obviously being a mastermind of sorts. Uh, although, like, he's more of a mastermind in the comics. I don't know overall if he's supposed to be, like, a true mastermind or if he just... Is kind of like Black Mask. He's just a crime boss, and that's it. I mean, you have to remember, he was a district, district attorney. District attorney, yeah, that's so true. So he is an intelligent guy. And that's it's true. actually nice to see him sort of get a little bit more uh, screen time and a little bit more agency in the series, because yeah. when he shows up, initially he's just one of the three people that Harley has to beat in New Gotham. And yeah. so considering the fact that she doesn't kill him, apparently, which I've forgotten, honestly... Uh, it's nice to see him sort of pull a little bit of a joker and get a little manipulative. And it's it's even nicer just because he does understand politics more than Gordon would because, That's again, true. he was a district He ran for a public office. So if yeah. anyone's going to convince Gordon, it's, one, a good idea, and, two, you should let me be your campaign manager, it's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. So he takes him in, and because uh, he realizes that, yeah, the commissioner was passed over, like he didn't get a key to the city, which is funny because just as like a really quick aside, I don't think a key to the city really means anything. I think it's supposed to be symbolic uh, that you can almost get into any place that you want. I believe yeah, that's what it it's is. Just a sim- it's a symbolic thing. Yeah, it's but, not a real key. No, no, it's not a real key, but I mean, I don't know if that actually works. Like, if you have a key to the city, you could just flat wait, like, wave that uh, I don't hon- think so. honorific around and say, like, no. you know what? I can get into this bar and I could drink for free. No. I can get into this strip club and I could, like, yeah, that's the one thing that's weird. No. But I think, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's slightly higher than a plaque with your name on it. Which apparently Gordon has. And uh, he, ha- he, that's, the, I don't know. Well, if he, he has like a reserved spot. A reserved for it. spot. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because it's kind of like, he's, he's already thinking big. He was anticipating getting yeah. the key. Mm-hmm. Which and is then great. it's like, oh no. And you no, can't no. help but feel bad for him. I, you know what, considering how much he's evolved, it is nice. But the mm-hmm. weird part is, and um, actually, you know what, I'll comment on it when we get there. Okay. All right. Um, so basically, like, Harvey, uh, Harvey, uh, Gordon locks him up. And the one thing is that uh, Two-Face really can tell that there's something wrong with him. And he's like, you know what? Don't be the person that gets the key. Be the person that gives the key. Think bigger. Think mayor, mayoral. You could run for mayor. And... He's like, well, no, I'm not really into politics. That's not my thing. And he's like, well, but like the mayor is the one that makes the papers, not you who does all the dirty work. I mean, he takes credit for probably what you did. And so he's like, I'm just going to leave this right here. And he gives him like a little gift. He slips him uh, the uh, the guest list for the nuptials. And he uh, Gordon's like, if I take all these guys down at once, that's what will make the papers. He just wants a little bit of recognition. And I think we all could agree that's something that we like from time to time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, people always want that. And especially people in public service. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't... For as much ish as I may give certain things, I will say, they definitely don't get as much credit as they should for the things they do. No, I agree. And especially if you're working at Gotham. Jesus. Mm. Like, yeah, hey, man, true. like all that <laughs> shit you you got to put up with costumed heroes, you got to put up with fucking costume villains, and then you got to put, co- put up with psychos, thugs. and then and, just regular criminals. Yeah, it's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, so he's got his hands full. I could understand where like a, a Gordon type person, if it weren't Commissioner Gordon, would snap. Oh yeah. Um, but a couple of cells down in Arkham, uh, Harley, a very depressed Harley. She's greeted by her friends. Apparently, they got out. Uh, Clayface, King Shark, and um, who's the other one? Uh, there were three of them. King Shark, Clayface. Oh no, it's the plant. Oh yeah, the plant. Is yeah, the and, the, and and Frank. Which is hilarious because he looks nothing like a guard. He and looks King nothing Shark like a guard. King Shark makes even less sense, but somehow, like Clayface, okay, fine, you can turn into a person. But They've... you know, the fact that nobody would notice. Frank or the shark is insane. Yeah. They probably, like, just ate their way through and killed their way through. I mean, they're villains, too. They're not covered in blood, though. But, yeah. They're not covered I mean, in blood. It is a good assumption. I mean, also, it's Arkham. It's, yeah. it's pretty much breaking out is, like, what you do. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. even later on, 
I mean, to be fair, Harley and Harley. Well, never mind. I'll get there, or you'll get there. Oh uh, well, either way. I keep jumping ahead. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things where Holly is like, no, like, I'm too sad to go. And she's like, I fuck up everything anyway. And I want my friend. The thing is that if there is any sort of non-villain truly, it's Harley. Because it throughout this whole series, she's probably like, I'm going to say uh, my own Arnold Palmer mix, if you will. Uh, in terms of like iced tea to lemonade, I, I think she's like a good probably 60% iced tea, 40% lemonade, which would be like the more sour um, uh, thing. So she's more good and calm than bad, even though she's off the handle all the times. She still thinks about like the the better of people sometimes. Yeah, I mean, she's if if you were to do a D and D analysis of her, she would probably be chaotic good. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I she has her moments of like, what she tries to do, she tries to do for the best. It just doesn't necessarily always go well. Mm-hmm. And on the rare occasion she does decide to fuck someone over, or steal something, or commit a crime, she usually has a good motive for it. Yeah. You no, know, that's true. She just can't control her emotions, which is a lot of people in Gotham apparently. So she's not uh, alone. Yeah, she's not alone. That's At very all. true. Um, but they're like, they're like, all right, well, well, we're going. Um, and they're like, we'll save you a seat. So they're pretty certain that she's going to go anyway. Uh, she just, cause she's like, I, like when I'm done with my feelings, maybe I'll break out. So as you said, like breaking out is kind of like just part of, part of the show. It's kind of like a rigmarole. We take you in, you break out, we take you I in. I mean, she says it to the guard. In the beginning, when that's she gets, true, yeah. when they come to <laughs> her, true. and he's like offering her the fruit cup in a conversation. Yeah, that's and she's true. like, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna think about things, and then I'll break out when I'm ready. And he's like, okay. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> like but I'll no take big that. Deal. She's like, I'll take that fruit cup, and he's like, the fruit cup was pretty much the linchpin of conversation, so you don't get any fruit cup. <laughs> you don't get a fruit cup now. Yeah. She's just like, so, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, like, we even go into the cafeteria, into the cafeteria of uh, Arkham. And Two Face, Two Face, kind of like says, "What's up?" And she's like, first of all, this it sounds like a so you" type of line. <laughs> if you were Harley, or Harley asks like some sort of villain, and she's like, "Can't anybody get any solitude in here? Like this is what the place used to be like. Don't talk to me." Yeah. I, like I thought of you when I <laughs> when I heard that. I'm, uh, I'm very close to Ivy in terms are. of personality in this in this series. Yeah, no, I'm that's much true. closer to Ivy than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is that um, he is saying kind of like, "Well, I have a proposition for you," and it's Two Face, so you know there's probably an ulterior motive. And he's like, "Well, you're not going to your best friend, your best friend's wedding, a wedding that could actually be thwarted by somebody." And he and she's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, well, if you could break me out, I'll tell you the deets. So, obviously, she doesn't want her friend to get fucked over. And he tells her, just as they escape, that, yeah, Gordon's planning a whole um, en masse raid uh, at the wedding. Uh, So, she is destined and desperate to go to that that wedding come hell or high water. Now, it's kind of interesting to note that I'm not exactly sure if... Harvey sets up Gordon just so he can set up his own escape? Is that what that was? 
I think it is. That's the thing. Like, he literally just gets Gordon to agree so mm-hmm. he can say to Harley, hey, Gordon's going to go to the wedding. You should help me break out. Mm-hmm. How come he can't break out on his own? Mm. I don't like, know. If you play, if you really, truly play the long game and it, and if these villains truly, even though they're competing against each other, per se, um, that's the game. It's almost like the Venture Brothers in that sense of villains like to villain, like heroes like to hero. And they, one can't exist without the other, even though there's a league of villains that might want to go after Dr. Venture, per se, and stuff like that. They love... They might hate each other, but they love hating each other. It's part of the game. That's that's the thing. That's yeah. what I'm getting. All right. But, I mean, I might be thinking, like, a little out out of the box. but No, mm-hmm. I mean, this show so far has taken a lot of... Venture uh, Brothers' turn. Yeah, not... I don't want to say it's stolen from the Venture Brothers. No. But it pays a lot of homage to the yeah. Venture Brothers, as mm-hmm. it were. It's very it self-aware. Takes, oh, that's what it is. It takes a clue. Like, it takes mm-hmm. a... takes after. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Thing, yeah. It does seem to look at the Venture Brothers and go, we could do a thing like that. Mm-hmm. And then they do. And, and it that, it, Yeah, to me, that's like a genius idea. Take like that same sort of, um, that for- format, I suppose, that the Venture Brothers have laid f- for, and they copied off of shows before that, or paid homage, technically, um, and then apply it to something new. So that's yeah. pretty cool, I think. But uh, anyway, we get back at the GCPD, and there's this stupid joke because Gordon's like, <laughs> I have something to say. Uh, and like after you eat those vegan donuts and everybody just spits them the hell out. Oh, it's so good. Which it's like, fuck you, vegan donuts. Yes. Fuck, fuck you, you, vegan, vegan everything. donuts, indeed. I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, no, just fuck you. Yeah. Stop ruining pastries. Yeah. There's no need. There's no need of that shit. But um, the thing is that. Go eat your nuts and leave us alone. Gordon basically says that, uh, so I have like, he thinks he has good news for them. He's like, we're we're going into action. Uh, Harley, uh, not Harley, uh, Ivy and Kite Man are having a wedding. I have the guest list right here. Let's take them down. Let's make a name for ourselves. And at first they're kind of like, nah, I got shit to do. Like, I, I have something better to do. But they also make the point of, they're like, but there's, they have superpowers. Like, what do we have? We have guns. And he's like, we have a plan. So, And it's Gordon. I mean, Gordon always likes to really kind of punch above his weight, I guess. In, in I got to say, of, though, like, in terms of how this overall goes down, he actually did do a really good job of executing a plan for once. Yeah. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, how the fuck was he not doing this before? Like, um, how did he get yeah. so fucking downtrodden when... He can clearly execute a good plan when he needs to. Also, also, there are a lot more lady cops in the GCPD than we are led to believe. Yeah. No, like, it's weird true. when they get there and he, he does his usual joke of, like, oh, two men and Cheryl or yeah, guys yeah. and Cheryl. But yeah. it's, like, I think, like, there's, there's at few. least four women in the group yeah. right now because and it's Cheryl, the two twins, yeah. and I think there's one other lady. Yeah. So I think he, if that's a sign, like uh, it could be like one of those, not Easter eggs, but it could be one of those intimations of like, as Gordo's growing, he's growing as a person, he's growing just in general. Maybe he's, maybe he's recruited more women into the force. Could be. Could be. I mean, he's not technically, he's not a misogynist. Commissioner yet? What? Is he technically commissioner? 
Um, I think so. I think he was always commissioner. Oh in, in no! Well, no, because technically, when you're you don't you like you become commissioner. No, no. I mean, in this series, I think he oh, was, okay. he started out as commissioner oh, in the right. series. So that's why I think he's just down and out because there's nobody above him in the series. So I think that he would be commissioner. There was nobody that he answered to. Yeah, as far as I okay. remember. No, um, I think you're right. But so we go. But yeah, back. he executes this really good plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to you could, infiltrate you could, the wedding. Yeah, you could you could actually talk about that. Uh, so essentially what happens, and I feel like stupid for not realizing this sooner, but he takes over, so he gets all of his people to infiltrate the different parts of the wedding. So he gets cops in the catering, he gets cops in the, like he's going to play the priest, so he punches out a priest, which is pretty funny. Well, yeah, because he has a stupid joke. He's like, <laughs> I thought Father, he was going to- I have to make a confession. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was initially just going to like stall him. Oh, really? I no, I, cut, I saw stall. where that was going. He's like, Father, I have a confession to make. He's like, I don't really have time. What is it? I punched out a priest and then he punched <laughs> He punches the priest out. Uh, but the, the genius thing that he does is he takes over the florals. Mm. And so he stops Frank. He traps Frank the plant inside the floral truck. Yeah. Which apparently works out for Frank because he's banging plants like crazy. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. It's a plant joke. Yeah, it's a But plant he joke. winds up replacing all of the flowers and plants with plastics. And yeah. he apparently booby traps them with, like, knockout gas mm-hmm. on top of everything. Yeah. So later on, when they are exposed and Ivy's like, fuck this, I'll get us out of here with the plants, she's nullified because, oh, right, there's no fucking plants. It's all plastic. Yeah. I was like, you, you know what? That's pretty good. Well, the it, we're and uh, you actually summed it up pretty well. Just a few things to note in that. Um, so we're already in the party. People are taking their places on his team and whatnot. Um, Clayface and Tim Burton. Uh, hey, Tim Burton. Oh yeah, Clayface Clay- is obsessed with <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim Burton. Catwoman's guest because he believes it's Tim Burton. He looks. The funny thing is, before that line was said. I looked at it, like I stopped, I paused it really quickly because they didn't say anything. It's just uh, Selena with some dude around her arms and uh, her arms around some dude. And I'm like, the glasses, the hair, the suit, don't tell me that's Tim Burton. I'm thinking in my mind, like, don't tell me that's Tim Burton. And then the Tim Burton joke comes out. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. There was a reason for that particular style of guy, like, because... He was one of the only guests that like stood out. So like I would think as an animator, you want somebody to stand out if you're if it's going to be a part of the plot. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I thought was funny, but it was funny because uh, they also make fun of uh, Kite Man's I guess list of villains to invite because they're like it's so 2014 and Clayface is like he's such a basic bitch, <laughs> which is silly. But uh, yeah. I didn't get that joke. Okay. Yeah, it was like a really, really quick joke. That's all. Yeah, like I heard uh, Clayface call him a basic bitch, and I was like, "Wait, why?" <laughs> yeah, it was because a lot of the villains there were kind of like really big in 2014 in the comics oh. and whatnot. Not not as big now, but huh. in 20 yeah, it's like okay. really like a stupid comic joke. But I thought it was cute. But yeah, uh, Clayface has an aria. To sing he wants to because it's clayface i mean come it's on clayface i i do love how uh i think king shark says like so you're not really singing that song for love and he's like i'm singing it for the love of acting work yeah 
and sing it for the love <laughs> like, of Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> and obviously, it's your favorite dude, Alan Tudyk. So. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He can do no wrong. Well, and he could do a lot of voices, too. He's yeah. He's really good at, at that. And so uh, after that, Harley arrives, uh, but then she has to, like, she doesn't have time to find Ivy because she has to get into her bridesmaid outfit. Yeah, she keeps getting uh, whisked away by, uh, I guess, the wedding planner the, the is what he photo- is? Or? He's a photographer. He's a photographer, okay. Yeah. There are two different, uh, we'll realize that like in a moment. Um, the wedding photographer, because she bumps into Kite Man, and apparently uh, he whisks her away for photos, and he's like, I'm not supposed to, like, uh, Harvey, uh, Ivy told me not to uh, have you guys interact. So immediately I thought, uh, well, because it's she doesn't trust Harley to interact with Kite Man because she thinks that he she's just going to fuck things up again. Right. So she's doing her dress and everything like that. The wedding party who was present in the uh, brides, uh, the, the bachelorette party. They're all there. They're the bridesmaids, obviously. Uh, and so she catches a glimpse of Ivy and runs after her. But then, oh yeah, that's when I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But then they're taking photographs outside and she thinks she spots Gordon. So she punches him out. Obviously Gordon's right next to this dude who kind of looks like Gordon. He's the event planner. That's the thing. He was the event planner. So Gordon could sort of breathe a sigh of relief but the thing is that ivy catches this and she's pissed and rightfully so you don't want anybody fucking up your big day i mean that makes sense no yeah i mean but again bride's number one you you got to do what the bride says yeah and i'm pretty sure the bride says don't fucking punch out my people don't cold cock (laughs) my people man yeah and don't forget like ivy knows harley has a general chaotic nature to begin with so she knows like she might have her heart in the right place, but she's going to do a lot of wrong things first. Yeah. Like, your best friend might be a best friend, but if he's a little bit of a pyromaniac, don't let him around your house. Maybe yeah, around like, other houses. Exactly. Just not your house. Like, you just go visit him at his place. Let him mm-hmm. burn his place down. Uh, but, yeah, it, basically, uh, Ivy sort of really lays into Harley something fierce because she's pissed. It's her day, and she's like... You screw up everything. Like I, you're my best friend and everything, but I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. So she does. That's when she notices, like at her walk of shame out, she knows that the flowers are plastic, and I think it's also like because Harley has this acuity to her mind, even though she's a little chaotic, she actually has a plan ultimately, uh, kind of like Gordon, and uh. I think it's also like a best friend type thing where it's kind of like, okay, my friend who's plant-based is getting married. She loves real plants. Why would she have fake flowers? Something's up. And then obviously the vows are exchanged and uh, Sai is observing too. His eyes <laughs> plugged into it. Uh, it has like AV cables. So yep. it's plugged into the TV, which I thought was cute. Yeah, that is cute. And the thing is, and I noticed this as well. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this because Kite Man gives this long, loquacious speech uh, in his vows and whatnot, and he maps out basically their entire lives. But 
she's like a little apprehensive but when the moment he says four kids her eyes oh yeah her eyes widen and i'm like yeah yeah i don't think she wants kids no, well at least not four of them yeah i mean the well, thing is like ivy's one of those people that she she had a lot of walls to begin with and yeah he slowly got her to take down her walls which is nice but i guess they haven't really had the important conversations yet and uh, the fact not. that he would do that during the vows is like yeah, that's, oh shit yeah and i mean at least he has sense enough to sort of pay attention at this point that's true that's true uh for as so, much as he is yeah you know sort of the butt of a lot of jokes in the series I mean, the thing you see is like a lovable goof. He is. I mean, I, I can't feel bad, but I can't, like, I can feel a little bad for him just being screwed over all the time because, again, like, uh, kind of like Harley, he's a villain. Uh, you never really see him do any villainous shit in the entire series, as far as I remember, uh, even though he's a Batman villain and stuff. Uh, he just commiserates with all the villains. Uh, but. The I think thing, he's, like, just supposed to be a thief, generally. He, he could be, but, I mean, he's still considered a villain. Uh, but he doesn't, like, he, his heart's in the right place, too, I believe. Uh, but the thing is that uh, during his long-winded speech, Harley gets yeah. to, to come in. She gets, like, an in back in, and uh, she's met by Jennifer. Jennifer's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You you were told to leave. And she's like, no, but, like, shit's about to go down. And that's when... Uh, Harley gets socked by Jennifer. She notices that as she's laying down, there's a waiter uh, attending the ceremony. She's like, what the fuck is a waiter? And so, again, like that acuity, just kind of like the she's firing on all cylinders. So she knocks him out, exposes him as GCPD. And that's when shit goes down. The camera crew comes in and guns are drawn. You have a lot of the people... I mean, that's when, obviously, you have the exploding gas from the plants and whatnot. Knocks a lot of the people out, all the villains. And Harley is the only yep. one who knows what's the going down. The knockout gas, yeah. Yeah, the knockout gas. And Harley knows what's going on. So she holds her breath, basically uh, knocks out a few people, and then knocks out Gordon. Takes Because, apparently, it's still Gordon. He's a little psycho. And he ha happens to have on his person like a rocket launcher because why not for good measure i guess yeah because why not <laughs> yeah and so instead of blowing him up because she was about to she does the right thing and just punches a hole in the sky in the actual building itself so that all the villains can get out of their like little stupor torpor whatever and uh so then that's when shit goes down and that's when the big finish happens obviously compliments of Clayface. You said, does he sing? I think, isn't it Ave oh, Maria? Yeah. Sings the Ari in the background. But is it no, Ave Maria? No, it's not Ave Maria. Okay. Because I would I, have recognized yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was for like the opening notes, but it was something very, very actually pretty. That's the thing. If that was actually Alan Tudyk. It's pretty. Yeah. If that was actually Alan Tudyk singing. I've never Tudai heard it before. Singing, I could believe that that was him. What was that? I can believe that was him. Yeah, that he's talent. He's like talented in singing too. Which, I mean, kudos to him. Like super kudos. But anyway, um, so it's another like really silly joke. Uh, before this kind of closes out, is that uh, as he's singing, the guy 
who is uh, Tim Burton or supposed to be. Uh, he, he, like you see like a little tear forming and you're like, oh my God, he's impressed Tim Burton. And then Selena takes him and she's like, come on, Gary. So joke is that he looks like Tim Burton, but he's not Tim Burton. He's not Tim Burton. Yeah. But um, so basically as chaos ensues outside, just kind of transfers outside and a lot of blood, a lot of bullets. A lot of explosions and whatnot because it's the finale. You got to have the fireworks. You got to bring the fireworks. Uh, Har- it, well, it does help. Harley rescues both Kite Man and Ivy as they regain consciousness. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, what's her? Uh, I- Ivy is very pleased and grateful for Harley saving them and basically she kind of sorry for that she doubted her and kite man's pissed and there's a reason because earlier uh harley it, harley was informed by ivy that kite man didn't want her there in the first place so kite man does not like harley i mean he's, well that makes sense yeah he's a wrench in the, like their whole plans like if kite man could eradicate- you like the friend that like fucked your fiance i don't think so. no no but i mean yeah no, of course not. Of course not. We thought Kite Man was going to be cool about it initially. Like, we kind of, I think you uh, and well, I... Well, no. I thought Kite Man was going to be desperate enough to be, to, like, go along with it. I thought, okay, because I thought... Because, like, I mean, uh, they, they really paint him as, like, super needy. They do. That's very, that's very true. So this ending is actually kind of really nice for him. Mm-hmm. Because you, for the first time, you actually get to see him sort of go, okay, fine. Like, enough is enough. Yeah. He has that like Jerry moment at the end of was it season two or three of Rick and Morty where he's like, "That's it! Like I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. I'm done being a fucking doormat. Like yeah. you, you get you like I'm out." Mm-hmm. And the thing so. is that uh, he gets out. He's like, "I can't do this anymore." And he's like, "The way you talked about Harley, and the way you even more so the way you looked at me during my vows." He's like, you never wanted this to begin with. Which is true. I mean, she just wanted well, stability. Yeah, I mean, she want, uh, the bad thing about their relationship was just that it was super fast. It's mm. like, okay, fine. You're sleeping together, great. You're dating, great. But it's stop jumping into marriage, people. Give that shit some time. Yeah. I mean, I, I always kind of thought that their, the whole marriage would be insolvent and eventually fail if that yeah that oh the if they actually got married it would totally fail definitely but i mean i guess why not nip it in the bud with the finale it's easier no it's definitely easier so as he walks out or technically flies out because and that was like a cute oh that was so sad, sad. <laughs> yeah because his kite said like just married <laughs> kite says just married and he just he's like kiting out and he just so, flies off so as he gets out, obviously uh, Gordo's people just keep bombing the shit because uh, out of uh, uh, Harley and Ivy because that's that's who they want. That's like their main targets, and uh, so they run and they get in the car that says "just married" and it's very Thelma and Louise esque. Like initially, yeah. I mean, to be fair, usually when you see them, I think a lot of the comic book covers that have them together, it's always, they're almost always in a car, like yeah. driving a getaway car. Mm-hmm. So it's very, like, canonical for them to mm-hmm. be driving off. No, it's very true. 
Uh, and that's iconic in a lot of movies. Car scenes like that yeah. are pretty iconic. And it, the one last joke, I guess you could say, that they have, which I thought if they actually did this is a really clever joke, is that uh, they have to keep, because uh, they keep going, they're on a chase right now, Gordon's following them, and uh, in hot pursuit, and they're just on a chase throughout the parking lot. And Ivy's like, like I knew I never wanted to get married to this fucking place. Like the parking lot's such a fucking maze. And I thought I maybe I'm just overreaching, super overreaching. But it's a maze because it's a corn factory. Get it, maze? Ah. I thought, but if if that maybe it's just a pure coincidence thing. I have no idea. But that would have been if you actually look at the way the the um the parking lot. If you pay attention uh, of how it's laid out, uh, it actually has like hay bales, I think, and stuff, or like little uh. corn. That's what corn. it looked like, yeah. It looked like bells. something like that. So, no, I, mean, I, I could definitely see them doing a corn maze joke. Yeah. I mean, that that's like a nice like little... Outside of that, the last jokey joke uh, was as they passed the Floors van. Obviously, Frank's getting his fuck on. That's the thing. Because he said something about pollination. Well, <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. That's how plants bang. No, I know, but I don't remember the line. It was like, I thought He's it was like... He's like, oh, it's pollinating season or some yeah, shit. Yeah, something like that. But He's so like, they, oh, pollen season. <laughs> they make their way back through the church, Harley and Ivy. They smash through Clayface, who is still singing. Uh, he needs to finish his big note. They smash through the window of the church, and that's when they finally get their big kiss and then head off into the sunset. Yep. And because they exchange I love yous, too. Uh, Ivy was never, had never said it before, even though Harley had. So it, it's now reciprocal. Yeah. N- now I it mean, means something. She acknowledges that Harley's at least trying to grow, which mm-hmm. is a plus. Yeah. So I, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's a plus to Ivy, too, because what do plants do? They grow. Ah. All right. So it, really quickly. Um, so clever. I'm just saying. Uh, what did you think of this episode overall? We're not going to give it a grade because we haven't given these episodes a grade. But I mean, like it, not like it. Thought it was overall. I liked it. I thought it was decent. Uh, I really liked again the Gordon turnaround. I liked the fact that Kite Man finally sort of got what he deserved, which was, you know, his own happiness, as it were. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice sort of reverse feminist message where it's like, you know, the guy, you don't have to be married to be happy. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can just choose you, uh, which is nice. Uh, the Harley Ivy get together. We'll see how that goes in the next season. Should be yeah. interesting. Should be. And, uh, you know, overall, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I do kind of wonder what, uh, what big plans uh, Harvey Dent's got now. Yeah. Now I'm kind of curious. Because he escaped, and we didn't see hide nor hair of him after that. So, the, the, Well, to me, as a screenwriter, um, it, it it sets up... It's a perfect finale, because what a finale should do is, first of all, be bombastic. It should set up a few questions leading into the next season, and uh, it should end sort of on like a, a nice little cliffhanger of sorts. And the cliffhanger, basically, in this is... Uh, so what happens next for the two? Like, do they go, uh, like, what what lies ahead for them? So it's, it, and it ties up some answers too. Like, it's a good, I think it's a very fine, uh, it, it, it's a... It's a solid finale. It's a solid finale, yeah. 
it's very exemplary of what a finale should be. So uh, that's our thing. Exceptional. It's exceptional. Uh, that's our take on it. Uh, thank you, Norton, uh, for participating in this. I have to give a special shout out to Christian, who's seen me uh, the, all the way through uh, most of this. Uh, a very big thank you to the work prints. They've been, I'm going to say, exceptional again. I just like that word. Uh, they, they've been great. And they're fucking awesome. Um, and thank you, the listening audience. You've made Harley talk like one of the biggest things on our site. And I hope that you... Oh, also, thank you to Bassam, who's writing these articles right now, because they are the bomb. Nice. I had to write, rhyme Bassam with the bomb, because, of really? course, he fucking is. I'm I just mean, you saying. could have called him the grenade launcher. Well, or the yeah, rocket launcher the rocket in this launcher. case. <laughs> yeah. I'm not John Ralphia. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next season on Harley Talk.